What's going on? This is David, aka Evolve, and this is the Elevate Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything. Um, this week, we're going to get a little high-functioning uh, conspiracy theory slash um, scientific theory slash social phenomenon. And this week, we're going to be talking about the Mandela Effect. Um think there was like a, a B movie about it but that could be part of this Mandela effect um, now I found a definition for it that I liked that was a little more concise than the uh, long dictionary type definition but uh, here we go um, the Mandela Effect is what the Internet is calling those curious instances in which many of us are certain we remember something a particular way, but it turns out we're incorrect. Again, the Mandela Effect is what the Internet is calling those curious instances in which many of us are certain we remember something in a particular way, but it turns out we were incorrect. Hmm. Now, the biggest thing on this is how does it happen on a large scale? You know, if someone tells me, for example, um, Fruit Loops. Picture the Fruit Loops box when you're a kid. It's very important if you for for this if is if you um, picture it. From when you were a kid, okay? Now. Look at the box. Now read it. How do you spell Fruit Loops on said box? If you think that it's F-R-U-I-T-L-O-O-P-S, you are mistaken. They spell it R F R O O T all Ella. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little toast and so <laughs> bear with me. It's gonna be F R O O T L O O P S. So how did you remember it differently? I remember reading Fruit Loops, but according to facts and Information that you can access from anywhere in the world, that's incorrect. So how can my memory and your memory be incorrect in that we both remember the same lettering? We can both envision the same box and both come to the same conclusion and that conclusion be wrong. How can that happen? So we're going to get into that a little deeper. Right now, I just want to, uh, you know, do the usual promo stuff. Go follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that kind of stuff. And also, uh, I just want to give a huge shout out to my manager. I know, dude, I'm a lot to deal with 
and dude, I am sorry, <laughs> but I promise it's a part of the process. Um, it's a part of my process. Um, we're going to do good things, man. Uh, with everything, with everything we have planned, we're going to do great. We're going to, we're going to kick ass, but, um, yeah, so let's go into this. Okay. So the, the, con the general consensus, consensus on like the Reddit community about this whole Mandela thing is that something happened 20 to 50 years ago that sent us into an alternate reality timeline that allowed for these things to happen. Okay, so basically all the memories we have, all these incorrect memories we have are real. But they are only real in the original timeline. But given that we are now in a new timeline, according to this theory, now that <clears throat> we're in this new timeline, those memories are still memories of the original. So that's why they don't match current facts and information available now. You know, I don't doubt that right now the the Fruit Loops box is spelled F R O O T L O O P S. I am fine. That's that's a realization for me. That's absolutely okay. But <clears throat> you know, uh, could it be that this happened? I don't know. However, I do th think if it did happen it wasn't 20 to 50 years ago some people say it happened when we discovered the atom bomb and like all the radiation from us testing and bombing and and all that kind of shit in such a short period of time that all that radiate radioactive energy kind of sent us on this new path you know but that's not really something I can buy, you know, just because the immediate effects of uh, the missile or atom bomb, whatever you want to call it, is immediately felt. And we know scientifically what radiation does. We know scientifically the half-life of this radiation you know, and um, and maybe it did happen. We don't know yet. The same way that we didn't have the instrumentation to detect gravitational waves until a few years ago. The same way we didn't ha have the ability to recreate, to attempt to recreate the Big Bang. And this is this brings me to my point. Um... Let's see. I wish I had a producer in here to produce me like Joe Rogan has Jamie. So, <clears throat> if you don't, if you guys don't know about CERN, they, uh, is the, 
European Center for Research for Nuclear Research or something like that. Here, let me look it up. Um, the European Organization for Nuclear Research. Yeah. Uh, they build, get this, particle accelerators and detectors. So these are the people who detect uh, gravitational ra- uh, waves, correct? Now, they built that Hadron Collider years ago. Okay. This is where my theory comes in. And I know it last few minutes have been me kind of like stumbling around looking for shit on the internet, so... Bear with me. Now, this is my theory. I cannot back this up. There's really no nothing to back this up with in terms of facts or concrete evidence, shit like that. Um, huh. In in quick quick side uh, sidebar. So okay, so the Hadron Collider was born in was born like it's a fucking entity. Um it was built in 2009. Okay. Um Wow, we I'm in Texas and I just tidbit here's a tidbit of information. We had the largest collider in in the world and it just left it huh we're gonna have to talk about this at a later date wow okay i'll come back to that (laughs) sorry see see why i need a producer in here if you want to do that let me know uh i'll explain what the position entails and we'll talk about compensation and stuff like that um anyway so okay so in 2009 the cern uh hadron collider was put into commission in order to recreate the the Big Bang on a controlled scale. What I think happened is they succeeded. Now, if you know the basics of the Big Bang theory, you realize you know that randomly, um, they just two particles just all of a sudden banged into each other. And boom, came the universe. Now, since they were trying to recreate that, I think they succeeded. However, they didn't make a new universe from scratch where we start at the beginning again. Since everything was already here. So what I think happened is the new universe was created but as an extension of the first since it was on such a small scale. But is it small scale? Because if the first Big Bang was made by the same size particles that they were using in the Hadron Collider in CERN, how big were the particles that happened to bang into each other and create the Big Bang? I think that's food for thought, honestly. Like, I could go way deep into this shit. Like, 
I don't know. I've recently been getting into cosmic areas of thinking and like bigger than thou and what's what's really not the meaning of life because that's that's cheesy and I'm not I'm not really thinking about the meaning of life because life itself as a human understands it it's it's insignificant like just like oh we we we're the only uh sentient beings in the universe um that's mighty holy of you if you think that because there's literally an infinity of planets, galaxies, solar systems, uh, nebulas, all that kind of shit that could house and maybe have other species. Now, this, and I'm talking mathematically, not super sci-fi fucking uh, conspiracy theory guy. This is mathematically. Mathematically, this cannot be the only solar system with a planet within the life range of a sun. We have studied other systems in the sky with high-powered telescopes that have the same situation going. Now, granted, by the time... the reflection of that sun off of that planet reaches us. It could be that planet and sun could be long fucking gone. That's just how that works. Now, what I will say about this whole Mandela thing is that it's very interesting. It definitely is thought provoking because without without me like getting ignited to learn more about it, other than the initial um just learning what it is then i i wouldn't have gone into the research of cern and you know stuff like that cuz i already knew about cern i just wanted to you know pull up a few articles about <clears throat> the creation date and i already knew what it did and you know i just needed to know specifics for the podcast but uh, the Mandela effect. It, it's it's interesting because it could be a social, maybe not issue, but a social construct. Something that really happens on a on a large scale and and has social ramifications, right? Or it could be a astrophysical slash. Uh, physics issue where we did something that changed the course of history and experimentation and astrophysics so it's it's super interesting honestly like if if i haven't given you a well enough explanation please look it up uh there's no reason why you can't you know, put in the Mandela effect in Google and 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 just read up. You don't even have to spend a whole bunch of time. Just read a couple articles, expand your mind a little bit. Maybe this made you think. Maybe I'm just rambling because I'm high. And that's really what this podcast is for the 90% that, that you listen to it. But honestly, I think maybe I I ramble well. 
if that's even possible. Now, being that I do believe this happened when they were experimenting in CERN, I think them stopping the experiments for a while kind of like allowed the original timeline to draw us near. And we're having a course correction here. Because if you think of 2009, okay, so I was getting out of high school and... Obama was it was his first year you know it was before the real crash in 2012 but I think when they started experimenting in CERN around that same time is when that happened that divergence and since then if you notice the conservative agenda if you will has been Push more, leaving a vulnerable Democratic Party. And I'm not even maybe equating it to political parties and political agenda is not giving it the justice, but I'm just uh, conveying a sign. It's not the totality of the issues that have come from it, if it did happen, I'm just giving an example of how shit could have gone awry. Because if you undoubtedly didn't forget, Donald Trump is our fucking president. If if that isn't at least like, hmm, like if that didn't, click and make you think wow well i guess that's a possibility because the possibility okay so imagine if barack obama when barack obama was running donald trump is running as well there is no fucking way that he would get the nomination to go against obama even if hillary got that nomination back in 08 there is no fucking way that that he would get nominated either. There's no way. Let's take the happening from 08 to now in terms of both uh both of those people out of it. So all we know is what we know up until 08. None of this email shit, none of the piss shit, no, 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 nothing like that. We're just going for this particular example, what we knew about both of them up to 09, 08, when the election happened. When you do that, there's no way it would be, it would have been socially acceptable nigh politically acceptable to give this man a nomination outside of let's say governor of new york which i'm sure he would have won because he's from new york and it's like and eh, it's like pacifying a baby however maybe the whole switch 
fucked with people's memories of things and gave negative opinions about, you know, certain aspects that Trump appealed to, you know, like maybe the social thinking kind of just went into like this fucking panic mode that oh I want change so I don't want the swamp in DC and but when you realize that that's what politics is it's just some swamps have rattlesnakes and some have frogs you know what I'm saying like once once you realize that then you can strip away the political side of it and what does this human being represent fuck the political party what does this human being represent or oh, if i want gun control they represent gun control okay boom that's a that's a plus in your column and don't be afraid to look at both candidates or either candidate because there's usually three or four and pick what you like about each and what you don't like about each and weigh your options Fuck an affiliation with the political party just because. Those those associations is what got Ted Cruz elected in the first place. Greg Abbott. Republicans vote Republican because they're Republican. And Democrats do the same. They vote Democrat because they're Democrats. Not because they agree with these people who are running, but these people wear the same colors. These people uh, are a pseudo-representative of their vaguely uh, important points and ideas. And once you get past that, and actually, like, okay, so what? Because you can... Like, okay, Democrats, gun control, um, bigger government, you know, united health care, like um, public health care, all that kind of shit. Okay. Republicans, the opposite. Now, once you dig, okay, so this conservative is pro-gun but also pro-control, meaning they want you to have all the guns you want as long as you report them, you register them. And that I, I, that's kind of like where I'm at, but that's a whole other discussion. Or, you know, if you don't want guns at all, uh, this person is anti-gun, but they don't want gun control. They want guns out of the picture completely. So you might want to vote for them because they go with your ideals. I don't know. I think we lost sight of that. And I think we're in such a shitstorm and politically and economically and socially that this theory is all the more enticing because you want to put your finger on something that caused this bullshit storm of just hate and regression in social thinking and it offers a good one if someone could prove to you that the reason shit is going so 
haywire right now if, a, if an astrophysicist could prove to you that this is what happened, that the mandala effect is real and that, and that something happened where it split the timeline and now we're in an alternate reality, wouldn't that be a fucking relief? Wouldn't that be a weight off your chest like, oh, oh my God, that's what it was. I'm not going insane thinking differently. All this shit got fucked up on an astrophysical level. Like, it's so fucking weird. I love it, though. Because, you know, if you can't exercise your mind and think about things that are outside of your understanding, then... Then, then what's the point? You don't want to be bored. Bored fucking... Uh, <clears throat> doing the same old shit day in and day out. And I'm not saying abandon your uh, hobbies and shit to go into astrophysics. Like, I'm not telling you that. What I am telling... And then... It, in, and this might not be the subject that does it for you. You might want to be super, you might want to be the human encyclopedia about knitting. It doesn't matter as long as you're expanding your mind in some way, shape, or form. Um, you're adding to your knowledge. I, I personally believe no knowledge is bad knowledge. Because the more you know, the more you know. And that sounds cliche, but it's true. You know, no one's ever really complained about having too little information. Or I reverse. <laughs> Scratch that. No one's ever uh, complained about having too much information about something. So it's pretty crazy that that people... Well, at least to me, that, that people, like, don't take this life seriously in the way that you can take advantage of your time here in pursuing stuff to, that stimulates you, whatever that is. Like I said, you could be super interested in knitting. That's a fucking, all right, cool, do you. Or into the Mandela effect or jujitsu or anything else you want to be a football statistician all right you know like who cares as long as it stimulates you mentally hmm? i think i'm gonna start talking about more like higher thinking level stuff uh more often definitely not every week um because i think that'd be mentally exhausting for me uh, just because to formulate some theories, um, you have to have a lot of information. So like, like the, my theory was like a fourth step theory. Like I've, I, uh, compiled it after three or four layers of information and within each layer, there's like a different branch of information. Like, oh, this, 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 that. Okay, so this is the Mandela effect. And then you get into the examples, and then you get into the ramifications, and then the possible causes and causes that make most sense scientifically. 
It's crazy. But yeah, that's that. Uh, I feel like I go about that for hours, but I'm not going to bore you like that. <laughs> Even though this is free, like, I know that you got shit to do. And so do I. And on to something super fucking fun. Uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, I went to the Puya concert. Um, and it was it was Liddy. It was Liddy to Titty. The only thing I could complain about is the venue itself wasn't letting people into the balcony section. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I guess they wanted to have the first floor as full as possible. Uh, but I had to leave, and my friend had to leave too, just because, like, it was getting too much. The the kids were moshing and shit, like, from beginning to end, basically. Like, before even Shakewell came on, and he was the first opener. Like, uh, it was... Because uh, I didn't want to sit there and, like, get mad and punch some kid, and the kid is 17, and I catch a fucking case. Or it's like a 15-year-old, because it was all ages. Or if it was some fucking 15-year-old kid, you know, that uh, that that I punched because he elbowed me attempting to mosh. And I got pissed off because I don't play that shit. And I slap niggas. So, like, no, 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 no. No, it was after three-fourths of Puya's set, like, we're like, all right, man, like, it's it's too much. It's too much. So we went, rubbed at Hooters, uh, and then it just so happened that when we left Hooters, by the tour bus, there were some people waiting, maybe like five, six people. We're like, eh, what's the harm? We're already here. We just ate. You know, it's not like we've been standing here for 30 minutes. We can just stand out here for 15, 20 minutes, see if they come out, and guess what? First one out was uh, Wi-Fi's funeral. He actually pulled up, and I'm assuming uh, an Uber or a Lyft, and he had raising canes in his hands. He's like, yeah, I had to go get some some food. And uh, he was cool. You know, he dapped it up, engaged with the fans for a bit, then he went on to the bus. Then Shakewell came out, you know, big juice to silk. You know, that's my boy. Uh, not literally, but, like, I fuck with his music. Like, that's my boy musically. Like, I fuck with Shakewell dumb heavy. I get the pack and I serve it. Pop so many benzo, now I'm swerving? Man. He, he, he was cool. He was cool as fuck. I got a video with him. And then Puya was sick as fuck, so he was in the back throwing up for a while. And we had been standing there for like an hour, and we are about to leave. I had actually called the lift, and it was pretty fucking close. That's when Puya comes out, boom. And when he comes out, there's video evidence of this, okay? He comes straight to me and the person I was with. He's like, his uh, manager slash handler was like yo he's super sick he's gonna take one picture with everybody like one group picture or whatever and at which point 
he like walked up to us because we're on the left side, his right side, his right side. And, you know, he dapped us up. You know, I got a picture of that chain. That chain was shining like a motherfucker. Um, super cool, super cool guys, man. Like, super down to earth. They, uh, Shakewell did not go back on the bus until everybody got a picture or a video or whatever they wanted from him. Puya didn't do it because he just literally couldn't. He looked like death. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, he he was sweaty, but like a sick sweaty where he looked like a wet dog. Like, he just looked weak. And I was like, damn. And he still pulled through for us. Like, he's younger than me, you know. I, but, you know, I respect him. I respect him a lot and what he represents. And um, and I, I now, like, you know, having gone to Suicide Boys and Puya, um, I can't wait for Fat Nick to come through. You know, I want I want to see Germ, Ramirez. I want to see everybody, everybody. I want to see that whole movement. Ghost Mane, I'm pretty sure he'll be the the next one to come through Dallas. Might maybe even with Fat Nick. I don't even know. But I can't wait. Generation Numb. That's going to be a great album. Which reminds me of like this point. like When artists don't interact with their fans. <coughs> like that fucks me up. Because how dare you not engage the people who gave you the benefit and time to listen to you. How dare you? And I understand time constraints. I understand professional obligations that would prevent you from hanging out. But if you're just walking out somewhere like, and someone asks politely, and, and I get it, some people are assholes, and they'll just come up and take the picture without asking. Um... Just like, okay, this instance, this might seem, eh, it's not flexy at all. He's not like my friend or anything, but like, I met AFK at the fucking Puya show. I was, this is when I was leaving, actually. I was leaving the pit area, and I saw him to my left with the pink hair, and I was like, uh, holy shit, that's fucking AFK. So... I looked like a fucking dork because I did the preemptive, like, pray hands, like, yo, please don't fucking hate me for interrupting your conversation with my fanboy shit. Like, what's up? I was like, yo, are you AFK? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, bro, word for word, I probably said, you've been putting on for this city harder than a motherfucker. So humble, like, he's like, oh, thanks, you know, like, you know, like, and some, and this brings me to my point here is some people would be like, yeah, yeah, man, get away from me. I'm enjoying this show. He didn't have to give me, you know, the 10, 15 seconds he gave me. He could have been like, yeah, or he could have told me, no, he's not AFK, but he is. So, you know, and that's, and I love him all the more for it. Like, I, I, lo I loved his productions. I still do. Like, when I found out he lives here, 
I loved it even more. When I found out, like, last night that he's so fucking cool, or not last night, but that night, that he's so fucking cool, I that made me respect him that much more. I don't know. That's me, though. Like, if, if, you know, if there ever comes a point where someone who likes my music, I'm not even going to call them a fan. If someone who likes my music comes up and asks me for a picture or wants to talk, like, or wants me to give them advice on whatever, like, uh, of course. I appreciate you giving me the listen. I appreciate you giving me the time because I realize, like, this is, time is the only thing that we can't change. We can change our bodies. We can change the way we eat to reverse the aging process. We can pay for all the plastic surgery in the world. We can we can uh, replace our organs. We can grow new organs now. We can uh, do anything money can do to prevent and reverse the aging process. But that doesn't stop time itself. Time itself is what is a constant. Time itself is what's dangerous. So in order for you to dedicate however many minutes it does, it, it takes to listen to a song, to listen to this podcast, to listen to an interview I might do, to listen to anything that I'm involved with, to come to a show that I'm doing, to to share the the, the couple seconds to share something that I that I put out that means the world to me because that means for that split second or that 10 seconds you were thinking about me and and uh and I can't be more grateful for that cuz I say this every week but this is therapy for me guys and 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 getting back into the rhythm of doing this I've I've I had already improved my mood by taking a break, but now this is just I'm I'm motivated. I'm making multiple songs a day. I'm well at least hip hop instrumentals and I'm working on a and I make and I'm turning out tunes like crazy, like for for a house and stuff like that. Like I feel so good right now. And it's because of the people who listen to this. It's because I'm able to do this. It's because I have the 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 lane to do this and if it's if at all possible like if you can do this start a podcast start and and podcast is pretty and it's pretty you know broad as far as you know just content but you can you can talk about whatever you want you can cry it out you can do whatever Or you can just record it and never put it out. Talking into a microphone and hearing yourself talk, it can help you break down your own thoughts. Because, however, sometimes it can create a feedback loop and you're just feeding into your own obsessions and, and all that kind of stuff. But, like... Overall, it can be a very therapeutic experience to say the things that you are feeling aloud, express your ideas, uh, you know, <clears throat> sing a song. You can, you know, if you write poetry, say it aloud, you know, share it with the world or share it with your computer. Just share it. And 
aloud and and record it and maybe play it back, maybe don't. But talking to something or someone about anything you have to be concerned about is very helpful. I don't know. I find it therapeutic. I never... I don't have brothers. I don't have sisters. Like, I have brothers that I call brothers because we're so close and I, they have my back and I have theirs. Like, But I didn't have any biological brothers growing up with me in the house. So, like, I... I spent a lot of time alone, you know, and I and I, I wouldn't have conversations with myself necessarily, like allowed, like you know, just talking to myself. But like, my inner dialogue became just then, just an inner dialogue. I became a little shy, and then in high school, I came out of my shell. But what put me in there is the isolation as far as at home because you could always have the interactions at school but that's limited to that's limited to school when you're at home from a, in a single parent home and your mom is at work and you have no one to take care of yourself but you and this is you might think I'm exaggerating this is from the time I'm fucking 4 years old okay and that might sound like a stretch but it's not my mom didn't trust anybody at all to watch me except for family. And even then, they wouldn't, she wouldn't allow it often, okay? Like, she would prepare my meal for the day, and she'd be, like, uh, and she'd put it on the kitchen table and tell me, look, watch this TV, you have food on the table, you have drinks on the table. If you get hungry, eat. I will be back to check on you around noon. And then I will be back around 4.30. And then when I started school, it changed a little bit. You know, but I was still... She would pick me up from school, drop me off, and go back to work. So I was by myself. And being able to do this now, I think it's helping me work out through a lot. So like I said, you know, you don't have to listen to me ramble on about my, my own issues and stuff like that. I, you know, you could have turned it off 15 minutes ago, 10 minutes ago. It doesn't matter, but, but you didn't, and I appreciate you. Um, you know, this will give you a little insight as to who I am. Or if you don't like me and you're hate hearing this, maybe it gives you a little insight as to maybe why I act a certain way for you specifically not to like me. You know, like, because cause I'm sure everyone everyone doesn't get along with any, everyone, okay? And if you're lying to your, and if you, you're lying to yourself, if, you, if this is what you think, if everyone can get along with everyone. It's not the case, okay? Try as we may, I might not be able to get along with you or with someone else that you might get along with. And that's completely fine. 
because me personally, I'm never going to wish harm upon them just because I can't be friends with them, just because we we're not compatible. I'm always going to wish everyone the best, okay? I don't care what's happened between us in the past. I don't care. Like, I've been on this new shit for, like, two, three years. Like, I don't give a fuck anymore about what happened in the past. Do you, okay? I want you to prosper. I want you to to succeed in whatever you are doing. More power to you. I love you. But we're not, if we're not compatible, we're not compatible, you know? Um, yeah. That was a little... I guess that was a little more insight into my soul than I wanted to give <laughs> uh, after that conversation or after covering that Mandela effect. But, you know, that's what this is for, right? Uh, I think I'm going to skip the last section because I wasn't really thinking about one. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's it for this week. Um you know, for always, always say this and I fucking mean it. Um, again, I say be safe at the end of every podcast because I want you to be safe. And and safe can mean safe in your home, safe in your car. You could be shooting heroin, but I want you to do it safely. And that might sound funny, but I'm not kidding. I want you to do enough to feel the way you want to feel, but not to die. I want you to experience life in the safest way possible. I want you to just be safe. Because without you guys, I'd be talking to nobody. And maybe I am talking to nobody. Maybe this is just a vocal diary. Maybe... Maybe no one's listens to, listening to this. Who cares? Makes me feel better. <laughs> All right. Again, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, guys. Be safe. Get it.